Welcome to the Strong Tower Podcast. I'm going to be in a kayak, going down rapids, right. possibly could die. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like fun to me. I mean, people don't know, care how much you know until they know how much you care. But like, but that's what I love about me and you, is that we're both... guys another week uh, well this week's almost over i waited really late to record this because i'm lazy and i just really didn't want to talk you know because all i had on my mind was coronavirus and i didn't want to talk about that the whole podcast you know so I'm going to try my best not to talk about it. I mean, I did want to touch on and just say a little something just because it's so relevant and, um, you know, it's affecting a lot of people and, and, and God knows like kind of like what kind of way, you know, I had this thought, like it was just like the flu and apparently like there's more to it. And, uh, I listened to the guy that was on, uh, Rogan's podcast and he's like a, um, what do they call him? Like a disease investigator or something like that. And what he found, uh, found was a lot more serious than what we were making it. So I tend to listen to people that know what they're talking about rather than just social media posts. So, uh, I've just been paying attention to what he was saying. And, um, of course I'm not going to, let it control my life. I'm still going to live. You know what I mean? If I get sick, I get sick. You know, I just got over the flu not too long ago. So hopefully I don't get this. Um, because the flu sucked. I've never had the flu and I've never felt anything like it. You know, I was like, it was like a cold mixed with like getting hit by a truck. Like I couldn't move my joints. I felt weak. I felt like, a like a very old man, you know, and it was, it was hard for me and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even get up off the couch. It was so painful and I got dizzy if I did try and sit up and stuff like that. But then after a couple of days, it just went away. So, and it's been the first time I've been to the doctor in since I was like 15, maybe. I mean, I've been to the doctor to get, like, physicals and stuff, but nothing, like, for sickness. Um, just in my own opinions, like, I just don't like the doctor. Uh, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, men don't do blah, blah, No, it's not because I'm a man. It's not because I'm stubborn, blah, blah, blah. I have reasons, you know, why I don't go to the doctor. It's because every time I've went, like, I've gone, they just never had a diagnosis for me. They never had a reason. Like, the last time I went, I had the worst throat thing ever. I had no idea what it was. I swore it was strep throat. And I waited like a month and a half, two months before I went to the doctor with this thing. And it it, it never got better. So I went to the doctor. I was like, okay, this, this has to be strep throat. I couldn't swallow my own spit is like how much the pain was. So I went to the doctor, test me for strep throat, it was negative. She said, take some Motrin. Uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? 
uh, Motrin. I've been popping ibuprofen like it was my job, man. And for her to tell me to take Motrin that kids take, I can't take Motrin. Like, one, I'm a redhead. Like, there's a there's a gene in us that, like, we just are able to take more. It takes more to knock us out. It takes more to cause us pain. It takes more to make us feel better. All those types of things. And Motrin is your answer for me? No. And the craziest thing happened is my mom came home with like an herbal tea that she got from the grocery store and like some herbal um, cough drops that she got from the grocery store. Just your regular grocery store stuff. She came home with it. That fixed my throat in like two days. I finished, I chugged that tea and I took and I kept having some like throughout the uh, couple days and I kept popping those uh, cough drops. Within two days, my throat was better. How crazy is that? Now, I can't explain it. I'm not going to say the herbal stuff's the best because I always go to uh, the medi- the medication stuff first before I try anything else. Because I know there's a reason why we are where we're at in this day and age with modern medicine is because this stuff works. So, you know, and you know, I, go, I don't know. Maybe just this doctor, I've always said I know my body better than anyone else. So... And I took a chance, went to the doctor, and it just wasn't for me. So this time, when I had the flu, I went to the doctor. I was like, there's really, I I felt so bad, which is why I went to the doctor. I never felt that bad before. Even when I was sick, you know, just a regular cold. This was more than a regular cold because it, it was hitting my body. You know, usually the cold is like in your forehead and your face and stuff like that, whatever. And running nose. And that's the thing. I didn't even have like a runny nose or a cough or anything like that. I had a pounding headache, and I was sweating, and I don't know, man. It was like, and I got the chills. I would be shaking and stuff like that. It was crazy. Never, I'd never want to experience that again. It sucked. <laughs> but so that, yeah, that's my thing on the coronavirus. Like, if I get sick, I get sick. Um, of course, I'm doing my best not to, and the same with my wife. Uh, luckily, like, we're not people that go out too much just for work. And that's about it. So hopefully no one at work gets it and then we'll be fine. And yeah. Ah, Today is March 12th. March 12th and we have had not, we have that, can't talk. We haven't had any snow. And I'm so grateful for that. I hate snow. And... Oh, I don't know. We just had it it's starting to become to have beautiful weather, you know. Uh the weather's nice, but it's just cloudy. Uh which is fine for me. It's whatever. I'll deal with it. If you like the snow, that's cool. I don't. <laughs> I don't like driving in it. It's pretty when it stays on the sides of the road, like on the sidewalk and stuff like that, but when you have to drive in it and you have to surround yourself with other cars that don't other people that don't know how to drive and stuff like like ugh. It's it's awful, awful. Um, what else has going on? What else? Um, so today's Thursday. So American Idol was this past week, and it was there wasn't anyone that like really like set me back, like just really like pushed me in the back of my seat. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they were they were good. 
know, but it wasn't anyone was like, oh my gosh, I gotta watch this guy. Like I have to go on YouTube and watch him again or something. You know, I didn't have to. Uh, there wasn't anything that I felt I needed to do that. Anyone that I needed to do that for. But again, man, I love that show, man. I love just like I waking up. I have to, so I work Sunday night, so I have to record it. So that way, Monday morning after I do my cardio, I'll um, or while I'm doing my cardio, I'll watch American Idol, um, the one I recorded. So I have it set to record, and every Monday morning I get to. Walk and watch my American Idol, because this boy don't run. I just walk. That's how I do my cardio. And speaking of cardio, I am on, I don't know if you guys have seen, but um, my business, Strong Tower Nutrition, we have these uh, Dana Lynn Bailey 2015 Arnold Prep books. So Dana Lynn Bailey, it was the first uh, Miss Physique Olympia ever. In the history of bodybuilding, um, they never had a physique um, uh, division, so they created one, and she was the first one to win the overall like uh, Miss Olympia, and that was in two thousand fifteen or sixteen, something like that. And this is when she did this book when she was training for the Arnold. Classic, which is like the second you have the Olympia and then you have the Arnold Classic, which is like the top two shows for um, bodybuilding. And uh, she wrote down all her workouts. And that's why they decided to make it a book so people can, you know, either go buy it um, verbatim or you can uh, you could uh, like modify whatever you need to do or whatever. But so I decided that I wanted to try all the workouts um, that she did. So, of course, I got to modify stuff because I don't have the same uh, kind of stuff like in the gym or at my house. So I had to modify a lot, but I'm on day nine. And so I lost my place, though. I want to see what workout I'm doing today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, that can't be right. Oh, no. So today is delts. Oh, my gosh. So this is what I mean. <laughs> so this is what I mean by modifying it. So this girl is crazy. Um, so she starts off with uh, 40 minutes of cardio, which I did this morning. Um, so delts, single arm, um, lateral raises, uh, three sets of 30. So you go 10, 10, 10, and it's going to be like a drop set. Uh, second exercise is reverse pec fly with rope face pulls. Third is a Viking press, which I don't have. So I'll just do a regular, um, barbell shoulder press. And 45-pound uh, plate raise. And you got lateral raise machine, which I don't have. So I'll use two uh, dumbbells. I'll just use dumbbells. You're, and this is the thing, too. Even if you already have done the exercise. So, so, so say, like, you've done lateral raises already. So say you did those first, right? There is nothing in the book that says you can't do it again at the end. You know what I mean? So just because you did them... 
one time already in the workout doesn't mean you can't do them again. You can always do them differently. You can either go heavier or you can do more volume or you can do drop sets or, you know, there's so many ways to change it up. Like, don't limit yourself. Just because you already did lateral raises doesn't mean you can't do it again. There's no rules about that. So just do them. doesn't matter. Your body doesn't know any different. Your body just knows, like, oh, I'm being fatigued. Like, we need, we're going to break down, you know, because that's how you, you build your body. That's how your body grows. Uh, fifth is going to be the seated shoulder press, and then you superset with lateral, lateral raises, and then also um, dumbbell rear uh, flies. And then sixth exercise. Upright cable row, and then underhand cable front raise. So I don't have cables, so I'll probably use a plate or, or light dumbbells to because when you do it underhand, you're not going to be able to go as heavy. Um, but yeah, I always try and do everything I can, and then most of the things are five sets. And then most of the things she supersets with are till failure. So that's what sucks. <laughs> but... This isn't for, it's not a guide to lose weight. It's not a guide to gain muscle. It's just what she did. And it's just cool to be able to um, do those types of things. To get to that kind of level where you can do the same thing that the Miss Physique Olympia did. you know, And that shows you too, Like just because she's a woman, she'll out train you any day of the week. Like, I've never said, like, if you can see, that's a picture of her behind me. She's actually signed for uh, Heather for her birthday. And, but yeah, so she is someone that I've always looked up to her and her husband. And I've been following since they started on YouTube. And it's been a, it's been a while now. And to see how far they've come, and it's just crazy. It's, a, it's crazy to follow someone on that kind of journey. And you feel like you're a part of it. Kind of. I don't know. I think they're cool people. And uh, I respect them. I look up to them. That's pretty cool. But speaking of bodies, you know that guy? Um, I don't know where you y'all would know him from. I know him from Silicon Valley, that, that TV show. Um, and he was hilarious. What I don't know how to say his name. Um, Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. Okay, so this dude, he, um, hold on, let me fix this. So this guy, he was like, he, he's, they call him like Doughy. Like, I never, I would never refer to someone as Doughy. Uh, I would just say soft, you know, because they don't have the vascularity. They don't have the muscle definition. It's just a regular body, you know, just a soft body is fine. Um, but now he's a hard body. Like pretty, like, dude, dude is shredded. And he, of course, I mean, he did it for a movie, you know, he's, I think it's one of the Avengers movies or something that's going to be coming out. And, um, yeah, so in men's health, he talks about him getting like this, causing him to have like body dysmorphia. 
And I could, I could see that 100%, man, because I still deal with that. And for me, I know I've talked about it before in like the early versions of when I started this podcast. I've always had body issues for some strange reason, like ever since I can remember as a kid, even before I started bodybuilding, like I've always had it, um, I've always had body issues and I still do not know where they come from. I don't. Um, but when I was younger, you know, I think it started with being short. I was shorter than a lot of other people, a lot of dudes, a lot of girls. Um, I was very self-conscious, probably the most self-conscious, self-conscious male that you would probably ever meet or person in general. Like, uh, and it, it was, I mean, it's lasted for a long time. I was like that all through middle school, all through high school. And then when I started bodybuilding, like it didn't help me, (laughs) you know, I mean, it made me feel good. It made me feel a lot better about my body because my body did look good and I was proud of it and I was proud of what I did. But then I was always looking for those details. I was always trying to get better, you know, which caused me like the body dysmorphia. So if I, um, let's say like if I found, if I looked at myself in the mirror, especially after I did a show when I was like three to 5% body fat or something like that. I looked at myself after it and I was like, uh, you know, we got to get back to where I was, which is unrealistic. You can't walk around at that low body fat. So yeah, I mean, it's hard. It was hard and it's kind of still hard. I still look at my body and I want to see what I was, you know, which is funny because I always tell people not to look back at what you were, but to look forward at what you can become because you can always do better than what you were. Which is what I always tell myself. So I I always have to try and keep that in my mindset. And uh, just really remember why I'm doing the things I do. Like, why do I work out? It's not just for my body. Right now, I'm working out more for my mental health. Because, yeah, of course I want a nice body, you know. Um, So does everyone. But I also... Want to strengthen my work ethic. I want to strengthen my mentality. And that's what's going to do it. You know what I mean? Like I don't wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning. To do cardio. Just for my body. You know I did when I was younger. Uh, but now. I do it more for. You know my drive. And to really push myself. Into. Like I. Like, it's crazy. Like, I heard um, Eric Thomas. They call him, like, the hip-hop preacher. He's a motivational speaker. He was talking about following someone's behavior, not their work because... Wait, shit. (laughs) You're following someone's behavior because you can't follow their work ethic or something like that. I think I wrote it down. Um... Oh, I thought I wrote it down. Guess not. But yeah, I mean, it's something like that. Where, 
where you're following. So say like I'm following uh, The Rock or something like that. I'm looking at his Instagram. I'm looking at him train. And he's saying he gets up at 4 in the morning, blah, blah, blah. I can do that all I want. But that's just me following his behavior. I'm not really following his work ethic because there's more to that that goes into it than what he shows. You know, he's doing more, especially after that. That's just the start of his day. And he's consistent with it. He, he sticks with that year after year after year. So until you do that, you know, I've only been doing this for nine or ten days, like a little less than two weeks. So I'm not saying that's my work ethic yet because I still have to get it ingrained in my mind, which is why I'm doing this, to get it ingrained in my head that, you know, I can do this and, you know, let's get it done because, you know, your mindset is everything, which is why I have a poster of it on my wall in here. You know, your mindset is everything. Your mindset drives every every part of yourself, every part of you wanting to work out, every part of you wanting to go to work, every part of you waking up in the morning and saying, all right, let's, let's do something today. You know, trust me, it's hard for me to do that. It's hard for me to wake up in the morning, especially after this daylight saving shit. It pisses me off. I was just, I was getting good at waking up at four in the morning. Then daylight savings happened, and then it just screwed it all up. But I'm getting back to it. I'm trying to get back in the rhythm. And um, we'll get back on track. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd struggle with body dysmorphia too, uh, Kumail. Um, but, hell, you look good, so what's the matter? <laughs> You know what I mean? But he also talks about, and I don't think it's this article, but he talks about another article um, that he wouldn't want to go through this again because of how much it went, like it took, because he had a deadline too. So this isn't like he's been doing this for years. Like he did this within a year. Like the, the transformation he had to go through is ridiculous. So I don't blame him for um, having body dysmorphia because, you know, when you look in the mirror, you're just always going to want to do better because I think that's what it does for you. I think changing your body, you realize the limits you can push yourself to. So it's like when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, okay, I was this before. Why can't I be this now? Why am I not this? So you're always striving to, to do more and be better, I think. I think that's the positive way of looking at body dysmorphia. But anyway. So one of my favorite shows from when I was little is going to um, do a remake. I don't know if they're doing it as a show. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but Say by the Bell is... Is doing a reunion. I don't know if it's a show or if it's like a movie or a talk or I don't know what it's going to be. But um, 
they didn't ask good old Lisa Turtle to come back. So I did some Googling because I was wondering. I was like, what? She's like one of the main parts. She's been there since she was little, like on the middle school versions of it. So I was interested to see why, why that happened. And it comes to like she has an interview on Dr. Oz talking about her mental health. And I was like, ah, okay, it's going to be one of those, you know. And uh, it sucks. It sucks that, uh, you know, that people that go through these type things, you know, it affect, it, it does affect other people. So in order to um, get the show done or whatever they're trying to do in a timely manner or, uh, I don't know, just do it correctly and without drama and everything, you know, I guess they just decided not to have her back. You know, I know they're adding a... Um, what did it say? So it says in January it was reported that the reboot had found its star, transgender teen Josie Toda. So I don't know if I don't even know if that's a man, a girl, or a guy, but. but yeah, so it's supposed to be on NBC. Saved by the Bell. I'm excited. But so uh, some of uh, Lark Voorhees, who who played Lisa Turtle, she says, I have to admit, I did feel a bit, a bit slighted and hurt when I was not invited to be part of Saved by the Bell reunion as well as other cast members' events. Uh, yet, of course, I also realized that having this puzzling disorder may have played a major part in that factual decision. With that in mind, I am truly thankful for having had the chance to work on the show that has been so successful. So in 2012, it was reported that she had bipolar, even though she denied it. Um, I think it might be more than that, though. Unless it's just very severe. Because even her, even what she said, she had to read off of a piece of paper. Which is kind of like weird to me. I don't know, she, like, if that's something someone wrote for or what. But, but other than that, you know, I'm excited. I think everyone's coming back. I think Zach, Kelly, Screech, Slater, Jesse, all of them are coming back. You know, but it's not gonna. It won't be the same without Lisa. You know, but. I don't know. Should be a good time. But, oh, man. And this podcast is going to be a little bit short because I'm just trying to get to the points, man. Like, I'm not trying to drag things out. But I did see, like, to end. So I wanted, <laughs> so of course, I start on the coronavirus and I'm going to end on it. But there are. Taking, they're not letting people go to March Madness, so they're still keeping March Madness, but they're not. Uh, but they're not letting people in, so it's just going to be like family and workers and stuff like that for the NCAA tournament. But the difference is with the NBA, they're completely shutting down the season, not letting it go any further. Uh, I think it's all after because Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz 
found that he had coronavirus. So it sucks, man. It's really taken away from a lot of things. I hate that it's making people like so crazy and worried and all this kind of stuff because when you see so many people die from it, it just it, it makes you go crazy because it's also something that we aren't familiar with, that we don't know what's going to really happen. Like even the experts don't know what's going to happen to you. You know, they know the symptoms and stuff like that, but they don't know how far it can actually go. Um because it all depends on each individual, depending on how your immune system is, depending on your health and all these diff- different types of things. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks because we do have diseases we can we can help, like the flu. Well, the flu, no, you can't because I didn't get no medicine or nothing from <laughs> for the flu. I was just taking over-the-counter stuff. I didn't even get no, uh, or did I get a prescription? No, I think I did. I think I got a prescription for the flu, but um, it wasn't like anything strong or anything like, oh, this will cure it. You know what I mean? It didn't do any of that. So I don't know. I think it's just about being cautious and being careful and everyone just being safe. And I think that's really all you can do. And if you get it, you know, just take care of yourself. Stay inside. Don't be around nothing. Clean things. Get your um, significant other to take care of you. That's all I can really think about. But anyway, I want to thank everyone for tuning into this week. And um, we'll continue with our guests um, next week. And I'm going to go take my dog for a walk because it's nice out. It's cloudy, but it's nice. So I want to say thank you to everyone supporting the podcast. I can I uh, ask that you continue to support it. Keep watching. Um, uh, go to the, the Strong Tower podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell for notifications. Um, Instagram Strong Tower Nutrition, Facebook Strong Tower Nutrition, uh, stnutrition.com. Check out what we have. Uh, in stock right now because we will have stuff coming um, still waiting on distributors to do stuff so there's that and yeah so thanks guys and oh yeah and uh, also we still have uh, the Dana Lynn Bailey books so if you want to really challenge yourself and try out these workouts man they're killer but it feels good after you get done I'm telling you that much I'm about to go do mine and uh, see how that goes. So, thanks again, guys. Peace.